You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We'll take a glass together and we will lift it to the good life. And as we're lifting it, we will most sincerely say, we'll take a glass together. You're listening to Equity One, a podcast where two friends chat about life, theater, and everything in between. I'm Elliot Maddox. And I'm Caleb Dickey. Join us for your Equity One. Hi, Caleb. Hey, Elliot. We're having a we're having a sober episode today because yeah. Caleb and I are going to go drink after this. Hey. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers, clink. Caleb, what's up? Welcome to Equity One. Um, like this little um, noise that I made. Have you ever like at Kings Island? Uh-huh. They had um, in, in the summer they had like Coca Cola stations where they would like spray like water and then make that s- noise and then it'd go boop, 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 and there was machines so okay. like you want to like buy. Oh, wow. Really? Soda. Like subliminal messaging. Mm. They were playing the record backwards. Mm-hmm. Buy Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. Ride the beast. Oh, yes. <sighs> How are you, Caleb? I'm good. I have been on vacation. World Traveler, you just, you literally just got off the bus. I did get off the bus. Um, If you've ever taken a Megabus before, this is my first time. I have taken a Megabus before. Um, I've heard nicknames of Megabarf. Megabarf. I... I would agree. The okay. first way, the the ride down, it smelled like barf. Not your favorite. No, but you know, to get to another major city on the East Coast, it's marvelous. super easy and super cheap. Yeah, I'll tell you that. Um, I went to Washington D.C. to see. Uh, and how was that? Did you see our great nation's capital? I did see our great nation's capital. I did a little uh, two step on our nation's capital. Mm. James Jen of Dancers of New York was. Um, there at the same time. Oh my god, how fun! So he was like, oh, I didn't shit. know that. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh-huh. Um, we're we're not even gonna we're not even gonna like delay any further because no, guess what? Go. Guess what? Kayla went and saw. <gasps> Guys, I saw the invited dress of Mean Girls because she's an insider. I know. Oh, cr- no, I get the tea <laughs> before everyone else. No, I just have a lot of good friends <laughs> or acquaintances. I'm kidding, friends. How um, was it? I mean, it must have been very exciting. It was a buzz. The uh, just like the the electricity of yeah. the theater was big. Um, I don't want to give anything away because it's um, you know invited dress and they're going to make changes and it's coming to Broadway in March. But um, go see it 
honestly, because it's gonna, it's really funny. What I liked was the balance of new characters, not necessarily new characters, but like um, mm-hmm. new material, but also keeping faithful to the movie, the movie which I think love. a lot of us love the movie, and I know friends who can quote it 100%. Yeah. Um, and it, and it kind of has that feeling sometimes like, I don't know if it was just the crowd, mm-hmm. but you know, like in Rocky Horror, how like you say it in the audience oh, replies. Sure. No one was actually replying, but like but they were waiting for those iconic moments. Yeah. So you you say that iconic phrase, and people go crazy. Yeah. And it was it's funny, it's clever. Oh, fun! I can't wait to see it. Yeah. If you're in DC, uh, go to the National Theater. It's playing there now. They're in previews for three weeks. And they are in a solid show for two weeks. So I think they're only there through, like, December 4th. Oh, wow. So it's quick. Yeah. So get there if you yeah. can. Hop a mega bus. Uh, Casey Nicola did a nice uh, curtain speech, but I did not see Tina Fey. Ugh. So, you know. Well, you know who has seen Tina Fey? <gasps> you know who's worked with Tina Fey? Oh, tell me all about it. Well, oh. Caleb, our special guest this week has. <laughs> our special guest this week is a dear friend of mine. Who I've worked with uh, for two summers and mm-hmm. lovely dame of theater, uh, Paula Leggett Chase. Yes, a, a true gypsy yes. will be joining us today, and we can't wait to talk with her about about her career. And well, we have she, lots of questions cool. for her. Yeah, um, one of my favorite one of my favorite um, one of my favorite credits of hers is the fact that she was in the original Chorus Line. I mean, not the original company, of course, but she like... was in the original production before it closed on Broadway. Uh-huh. And so I thought, um, in honor of that, let's get right to it. It's time for Merch Madness. <laughs> so for this week's Merch Madness, I have... Um, Two pieces of merchandise from the most recent revival of A Chorus Line. Mm-hmm. Uh, saw that show a lot. And um, so I'm going to review those shirts for you now. First up, I have a um, a bright kind of mulberry red yeah, t-shirt. Uh, I... It's a very bright maroon almost. Oh, yeah. Like it's red, but it's not like... It's not... It's not like fire red. Truck red. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it has the, of course, the classic Chorus Line logo on the front just right across in gold and this actually has a metallic to it it's a sheen oh yeah in the in the gold here um it's like a shadow it's there's dimension to it yes it looks like the um the original the original lettering from the original production but just zhuzzed up a little um i love the shirt plain and simple to the point a red it's a red t-shirt mm-hmm. with a chorus line on it in gold i mean there's not m- really much more to say about that yeah. shirt what i will say is that um Fit-wise, sometimes the sleeves are, are a little long on me. I feel um, like I've seen you wear the shirt a lot within the well, years I, that I've known you. I wear these shirts a lot. Yeah. I have these Chorus Line yeah. shirts because um, I love them. I really yeah. do love them both. Um, and they've been with me a long time since mm-hmm. my freshman year of high school. Freshman, senior year of high school. No, fresh. So they've been with me since like my freshman or sophomore year of high school. Uh-huh. So This next shirt um, is... A gray t-shirt, a light gray. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a light gray t-shirt with um, the silhouette of the dancers on the line in like a faded darker gray. Yeah. And then the same chorus line um, iconic font, font yeah. underneath. Um, and it's in this like distressed dark gray yeah. on this light gray. And um, 
I love this shirt. Mm-hmm. This is a shirt I wear a lot. Um, I love the silhouette. I think it's so cool yeah. to have that image on a t-shirt. Um, it's because cool you can, uh, you know how they stand in the show. So you're yes, like, oh, you can exactly. make it up. I'm like, mind. oh my god, Mark's fa- Mark's fingers are crossed behind him. Oh, yeah. Um, I love the shirt. I also love the the um, fabric of the shirt. It's very lightweight. Oh, very light. Um, yes. So it's a great t-shirt for the summer. Uh, the only thing I will say is that I do sweat a lot, and sometimes the sweat can come right on through, uh-huh. and in a light gray, that's difficult. You take difficult. down in a gray stance. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, um, I pulled the people, Caleb. What did the people say? I pulled them, and what did they had said? The people this week, we have 70% <gasps> voting for the gray t-shirt, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then 30% for the red t-shirt. Now, that was on my personal Instagram. Okay. On the Equity One Podcast Instagram, that's at Equity One Podcast. <laughs> Plug it. The people said 80% for the gray and 20% for the red. Now, I didn't go to school for math, but it sounds like the people like the gray. Yeah. And uh, this week, the people were right. I know. I don't, I don't think there's... I don't know. Yeah. There was no question for no me. Question, this yeah. is the winner of Merch Madness is my gray t-shirt. Mm-hmm. I wear this shirt all the time because, you know, I know you said that you've seen me wear this a lot, uh-huh. but I know that you've seen me wear this even more. more. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so much so that it has like a nice irre- irreversible pit stain. Pit, pit stain on it. But you're just working hard. You're working hard. Yeah. For I dollar. consider it a badge of honor. Yes. <laughs> um, but yes, this gray chorus line t-shirt is... My favorite for the week. Um, mm-hmm. It brings back a lot of great memories of coming up to the city in high school and seeing Lindy, seeing Lindy yeah. go on and seeing the show so many times. And um, so that this these shirts hold um, hold great memories for me. Yeah. So this week was fun doing that then for Merch Madness. So congratulations, Gray. The I haven't watched every little step in a long time. I think that would be fun to revisit. So that. good, especially now that we have actually like, like auditioned in, in New York, uh-huh. like. Because I watched it when I had no idea of what it was going to be like, you know? And even even Every Little Step is like a romanticized kind of, like, version. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was it. Didn't they do, like, the whole, like, double pirouette cut for that? Mm-hmm. For that revival? They did. It's crazy. It's crazy. But, like, so fun. Yeah. I love that they Hopefully did Hopefully I'm that. on my leg today, because I know I can do a double Yeah, ball. fingers <laughs> crossed. <laughs> this smile can only get me so far. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, some days you're the, you're you're just not with it at no. auditions. Like sometimes it's just not happening, mm-hmm. which actually brings us to uh, to our next segment, guys. We got an email. Actually, we've gotten a few emails. I know, lately, and we're gonna address them all when in due time. Okay, okay. But um, this week we have an audition horror story. Five, six, seven, eight. This week's audition horror story uh, comes to us courtesy of our loyal friend and listener, Miss Bridget Dealey, I love aka her. 115 Housewife, uh-huh. aka That's... What's the Dealio. You might um, find her riding her bike around Manhattan and Brooklyn. You may, and she <laughs> was probably wearing a kimono and <laughs> like a flower crown. Oh my gosh. Um, she sent us an email of her, um, of one of her audition stories. Yes. Now, now what we don't know, what, what we should give context for this story is that, uh, Bridget, uh, went to college with us and in college, there's something about being in college that makes you able to drink extremely heavily 
and then wake up and and, then and be go about your day. Like yeah, a, and be like ready to go at nine a.m. A super no human. problem. Yeah. Um, that doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> so Bridget writes to us that she had an appointment for uh, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, of course. Which, if you know Bridget, that makes sense. That's right, the world she should live she in. <laughs> And very fun. Uh, so she has an early an early audition. Um, she sings her first song, goes great. So they do they ask for another song. She she gives them a little shake your groove thing, a little like classic, classic. super fun. Show, yeah. And at the end she um she says she has to like she says scream. A scream a G sharp. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she says it took a real long time to get there. And that um, after after it got up there, the director said, "There it is." <laughs> We're like, I know I can get this, so I just I just gotta like give me one more chance. <laughs> there it is. Oh, that's hard to hear. But you know what she did? She picked herself up, dusted herself off, and tried all over again. She went downstairs to another audition in Ripley, and just got squeezed in and sang the same cut just to prove to herself <laughs> that she could do it. Ugh. I, can, I have done that before where I've like gone in for something once and then really like had a terrible and you're like, I know I can terrible do this. vocal like, audition. Yeah. yeah, and then so the next time they have auditions I'll just I go and sing the same thing. Just yeah. for just for me to like be like, oh okay, I'm able to do this. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't like a impossible exactly, thing. Yeah. Um so thank you, Bridget, for sending in your spooky audition horror story. Well, by the time this airs, Halloween will have happened. I know, and then guess what? It's going to be our birthday month. I know. Oh my I know, gosh. I'm so excited. If you don't know, November is our birthday month. Yep. Which I had never heard of a birthday month before uh -huh. Uh -huh. until I met Elliot. <laughs> I love my birthday, so we celebrate as much as possible. Uh -huh. And he's actually at the first of the month, so he's a Scorpio. But I'm at the end of the month, so I'm a Sagittarius. I know. My Scorpio sisters, shout out. Love my Scorpios. RuPaul's a Scorpio. Oh, I did not know. Yeah, she is. Mm. I'm really excited about our birthday month. I am excited, too. I think I think our, our um, to-be-determined-very-soon date for our live show, our new date, because, mm -hmm. of course, it was postponed. Yes. Oh, wait. Did we even talk about that? I don't think we did. Oh, shoot. So we got to talk about it. Yeah, let's, let's bring it up. Let's, you know, things happen. Things happen, and you schedules know, schedules happen. Schedules happen, and sometimes you don't check your schedule for the show you do every night because you think it's a schedule you and it think stays. it's set. But unfortunately, that changes. Yeah, and uh, and who knew that Halloween was a national holiday? Mm -hmm. I mean, anyways, guys, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> We were so excited about the live show. I was so excited. We saw the date. We were like, yes, 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 let's oh, do yeah, it. Yeah. And then I um, didn't didn't double check my schedule. He used to go to work. I have a show that night. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. But that's good because it gives you more time to hopefully take off work or mm -hmm, whatever you need mm -hmm. to do to come see our show. It gives us more time to plan an even more exciting live yes. show. And we have uh, many exciting things planned. So this is We really do. So this is good. to get That gives us more time. Uh -huh. But I'm sorry that we announced it yeah. and then had to unannounce it. <laughs> By the time you listen to this, we'll probably have another date set. Yes. And we will do all the event brights. We'll, like, yeah. We'll we're going to blast. Oh, on honey, Facebook. we're going to blast that shit. Yeah. 
Because she's not going away. You can't stop us. You can't stop us. No. One little, one little Broadway show can't stop me. No. Silly. Can't stop me from doing a live podcast. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nope. So please stay tuned. Yeah. So I, sorry about that. We should have. We actually should have led with that, but we we kind of got we in got our groove. Excited. Um. Yeah. So unfortunately, it was we had to reschedule because I'm a dodo and didn't check my planner, and um, but that's not gonna happen again. And we're gonna come to you soon with a new live show date, but it is still going to happen, and it will be in the month of November. And it's still gonna be at the Jim Waldman Studios. Yes. We're so excited to have her. So 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 excited. It's gonna be a fun night. Yeah. No so, worries. So stay tuned. Do not we, fret. We got you. Love you. <laughs> you know how I get. You know how I get before a live show. <laughs> oh, that's good. I love that. Okay. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Um, what else? Do we have anything else for the people? Should we keep them waiting any longer? I don't think we should. Let's welcome Paula right on. Let's in. welcome our guest, Paula Leggett Chase. Welcoming uh, Paula Leggett Chase to the podcast. Cheers. 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 <laughs> like Thank we said earlier, so it's a little bit of a sober episode, but mm-hmm. here we are. Oh, God. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. No, no. So, Paula, we met at Wichita. Yes, we did. At Music Theater Wichita doing 9 to 5. Yes. What other shows have you done in Wichita? Um, the first show I did was Curtains, and I also did... Um, uh, wait, wait, catch me if you can. Catch me if you can. Yeah. And oh my god, what was the other one? Uh, Mama Mia. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I love I love working there. Yeah. It's it's a great family to be a part of. It is a great family. Yeah. It is, yeah, yeah. It's just like a great like fun two. Well, you only come in for like about like two weeks, and then you're in and out, and it's just like yes. But I love what they do there. I feel so strongly about it. I think it's one of the best places for someone to come in, and it's, it's so easy to recommend anybody from music theater Wichita because if uh-huh. you work there, if you get a job there, you're talented. A million people audition for those jobs, mm-hmm. and then they get in. And Wayne Wayne is just so good at how he Wayne Bryan who runs it at bringing. Um, great people in and just putting together a great group of people. So a whole bunch of young people who are heading to be professionals and then bringing in some professionals, like what, four maybe per oh, yeah. show. Mm-hmm. And the quality is extremely high. 
Like mm-hmm. it's really you work at a really high level, and he makes sure that everyone that comes, if you get hired there, you're really really talented, and if you get hired there a second time, you're, you're like, also oh, really, <laughs> yeah, but you're also really really nice uh-huh, yeah. too because um, it's. There's there's just no time to suffer any foolishness yeah. there. And I can always, I recommend people from Wichita all the time. And it's so easy to do because you can say, you know, you can trust this person. You know their work ethic. You know uh-huh. that they're, you know, they're a good egg. They're uh-huh, not yeah. just talented. You know that you're going to feel safe in the room with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, 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 I love it. I love what he's doing there, mm-hmm. and I want him to have a Tony Award there. I know. Yeah, did you hear a, that? Yeah. Wayne needs a special I Tony agree. Award. I yeah. agree. Right? Well, you were on the campaign for that. I did. I've written a letter, and um, I am hoping that, you know, that will come through. I know they keep those letters on file, from uh-huh. what I understand, for like five years, and a lot of people also wrote extra things. A million people signed this letter, uh-huh, which yeah. is mm-hmm. not necessarily how it's done. I mean, mm-hmm. anybody can nominate someone. Sure. But I just feel like he's made such a huge difference in in theater, and every Broadway show has Wichita people. Exactly, yeah. every Broadway show. Every Broadway show. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, like Midwest, tell us about where you grew up at and how you got started, <laughs> like Young Paula dancing. Or... <laughs> um, I grew up in Evansville, Indiana, which is in the southwest corner of mm-hmm. Indiana. I mean, it's it's more south and west than most of Kentucky, so it's really you know well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're all yeah, we're all tri-stairs. Oh, Kentucky. Oh, you're Kentucky? Yeah. yeah. We're Kentucky. Uh, and you're Lexington. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. And, and I'm from Ohio. And you're Ohio. Okay. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. We're total tri-state. Yeah. yeah love totally it. now. So, I grew up there, and um, and then I like to sing, and I'm the first person, I'm the first generation to go to college, and so IU is up the road, oh, yeah. and it's a great music school, and I'm like, Wonderful. I like to sing, so yeah. I'll go to IU, and... Um, I go there and it's an opera school and I got in because I sang Summertime and Holy, oh, Holy Night. Those are the only, <laughs> most legit things oh God, that I sing. <laughs> kind of highly inappropriate probably, but that's what I knew and that's what I sang and I got in, but I'm there and I'm hearing these voices come out yeah, um, like of, a legendary the, of the rooms and I was like, hmm, I I'm never going to sound like that. <laughs> I'm never <laughs> going to sound like that. But I got really great training. Uh-huh. And I was in the Singing Hoosiers. And mm-hmm. I put together show lists for them. And I choreographed for them. I even arranged music and stuff for them. Okay. And and then when I came to New York, um, I, I that's when I started dancing, actually. Okay. I got a job on a cruise ship. And I was gone for almost uh-huh. a year. And that was really great. I'm so glad that I did it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I came back and I would come into these auditions and I would, I would sing and they would be like, great. And they would look at me and just how I was, you know, they wanted me to be able to dance yeah. in the same way at IU and I would do a jury. They're like, she moves around too much, you know, sure. oh, yeah. like, well, okay. so I didn't have, I didn't grow up dancing. You know, I did gymnastics. It's so crazy because I consider you such like a strong, like leading lady dancing and like. Well, I was always meant to do it. Yeah. You know, I mean, either you have that in you mm-hmm. or, or you don't. And, and maybe if things had been different, maybe I would have gone into some kind of ballet company, something along the lines sure. of the way New York City ballet is and that, you know you could be tall. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm really, really tall. And I remember being told when I was in high school, you're too tall to be a dancer, but I'm telling you, I could go in the middle of a floor at any disco and (laughs) and everybody would watch me, but I didn't have training. And Uh I, I got that. I started doing that in New York and I had some encouragement and, 
I took class all the time, and when I got my first really big production contract, which was Cabaret with Joel Gray, mm-hmm. and I took I took company class with every major company, and sometimes it Amazing. was really yeah. daunting all over the country, and you know, went on point when I was 27 years old, yeah. and I loved it, and I still love it. That was it, tap dancing you know? point, though, wasn't it? Um, well, I went on point, but then yes, I did do I, that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get it. We're gonna hit all of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah. That's amazing, and I think I think that's also like encouraging to people that maybe like aren't you know didn't grow up dancing because not everyone has the same background when they come into no. Into it's this really industry. a matter of desire, don't you think? Yeah, you have to work I mean, for it though. You exactly, have to, like, it's and you gonna... have to find your way. And for me, I have to say, it wasn't even so much like I'm going to do this so I can book jobs. All of a sudden, it was like, where have I been? <laughs> sure. This is right. Yeah. I should be right. doing this. And it just was, I mean, I still look now and like I'm an old lady compared to what I was then. Uh-huh. And I can't begin to do some of the things that I used to be sure. able to do, but I still love it. Yeah. Uh-huh. I still love it. And it's, you know, it's part of me. And now I really can't ever stop or I think I'll be crippled. Mm-hmm. Totally. So, well, because yeah, I, mean, no, I feel that way too. That's yeah. your body now. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's yeah. what we like. And nothing is as gratifying to me as moving yeah. to music, uh-huh. you know? So I, you know, I love it. I can't do it in the same way that I did. And I may not always be, um, dancing for dollars like I did in my <laughs> younger days. But because because I have that and and you know and the music training and all these things and I'm funny, I think that's why I've had some longevity. At least they tell me I'm funny. For sure. No, we'll get to the funny. Everybody has to find their way. You have to be the very best you that you can be and find what that is. And it's so hard. It's hard when you're young, I think. Yeah. To to clue into that and well, because and also there's a lot into yourself too, like figuring yeah. out, yeah, and what you know, like what you're doing. Because I mean, like, look at this, look what you're doing. How, how many episodes of this have you done now? Your 11th episode, episode, yeah. That's yeah. you know, I'm telling you, Wichita people, they, they've got it going on. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm amazed at all of the tendrils and vines that grow yeah. out of all of the young people that I've met there of making their way. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this is another thing, this yeah. is something that. Yeah, so I applaud you. Thank you. We're excited. We love the we love the podcast. We're having a really good time. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned that your first big job, as you call it, was the cabaret tour with Joel Gray. Yeah, Yeah. Joel Gray, which is so so cool. It was very cool. It was, um, yeah, it was wonderful. It was a it was a tour, and it was after Broadway. And because I had come from IU, I was around when they did do the auditions Mm -hmm. for Broadway. And I went into the singer's call uh-huh. and I probably got typed out. <laughs> and But then, so cut ahead to a year later mm-hmm. and I've seen the show now by this time. I had only seen the movie and I had been taking class and I had been yeah, on scholarships right. uh-huh. and steps, cleaning the bathrooms and wiping down the mirrors and yeah, all of that. Right. And really, and working too, but then I would come back and I would really try and do that. I would do it at night. I waited tables. I did, you know, all the things. Yeah, you have to do it, yeah. And um, so then when I I went in, I, you know, I I went into the dance call. And and then I remember going to the callback and and then a final thing where Joel Gray was there. And and I also remember that feeling of getting through that, that dance call. And then when it was time to sing, I was like, yes. yes. You're like, I'm here, like, I know I can nail this. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Let's oh, yeah. go. 
So yeah, it was a thrilling time. It was a really fun show to do. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, I was just with one of my very best friends, Jennifer Allen, who was with me on that show. And, um, we're still really, really tight. You know, it was one of those Mm -hmm. things, you know, at a time in your life that like you really connect with people. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was, it was great. And I remember the first time seeing Joel Gray in the costume and walking out, it was like, Oh, that, this is it. That's the cabaret. You know, that's, that's the MC. Yeah. You know, so yeah, and now like seeing the revival uh-huh. come around and then revived again, it's good. <laughs> like, which is so like, what? What time was it? How long have I, I been know. here? <laughs> Although I, I loved that too. It was yeah. much more yeah. explicit of what was implicit in the original version, and ours mm-hmm. was not a revisal. It was a revival. I mean, the same costume, as sure, yeah. and mm-hmm. everything. You know, all all the same, Harold. Harold Prince and mm-hmm. all of that. So it was, that was very cool to see it and yeah. to see it, you know, looked at in a different way. And it's such a powerful show. It, it really is. is. Yeah. I think that it's, it's um, unfortunate sometimes how much we realize how, how potent these shows messages are, even yeah. if like they're, you know, set in Nazi Germany and, or Berlin and, you know, all this stuff. Cause even um, there's a, there was a whole cabaret section in Prince of Broadway mm-hmm. and um, it felt very Provocative, still, yeah, still you know, feels present, yeah. still feels, yeah, which is, uh, which is definitely a uh, a tribute to the material and. and the I mean, even and even the old R and H shows, mm-hmm. I think, are really people say, oh, you know, good old sweet, lovely entertainment. Yeah. All of those R and H shows have a social statement. Oh yeah, to make uh-huh. at their core, and mm-hmm. yeah, they all do, and they. You know, yes, they have age and they have things that make you uncomfortable for various reasons that are maybe different right. from what they were then. Yeah. But they're also core things that they're like, here, look at this. Yeah. You know, look, you know, look at what this, this social situation yeah, absolutely. is and how mm-hmm. we treat other people and particularly having to do with race, mm-hmm. um, which I think is really um, interesting and also why. Plus the music is great. And all that why they last it shows. Yeah. yeah, that's why they're always they're always so like pertinent and yeah in whatever climate we may be in. There's probably yeah. always an RNH show yeah. every year almost on Broadway. I bet or every other year. Don't you? Well, think? I feel like Lincoln Center does a big one every every two three years. Well, that's a game changer. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing of like because there's. You know, I went through the period of time where the orchestras got really small. Yeah. When I did crazy for you. I think the pit was 28 players. Which is like unheard yeah. of. And if you go to see Phantom, which has been running forever, mm-hmm. you'll go and you'll hear that big giant pit because yeah. they can't pare it down. Right. Yeah. It's where it is. So then the whole, you know, now if you have like 16, you've got a big pit. Yeah. yeah. So that's all really, really, that's all really, really changed. So then R&H, um, these R&H shows being revived at, Lincoln Center and really featuring yeah. the orchestra in a great big full orchestra and making it be about that. That's also, I think, Sunset Boulevard. Yes. Oh, it was, cool. it was, it was about totally the orchestra. Totally the appeal of yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. So we've gone, you know, we've had the, like, the teeny little things mm-hmm. and everybody's playing their instruments and <laughs> like acting and like, dancing yes. and toe-tapping. <laughs> you know, <I'm> not, <laughs> no, but I mean, they're doing, you know, everybody's doing everything from these, you know, how much can we wring out of these people? Yes. And, to like no, instead of a set with big wagons and all of that, we're going to feature the orchestra. We're yeah. going to put some money in that, and it's and the people are 
it's kind of re-educating everybody yeah. to a sound to, like what, yeah, yeah to embrace that and and realize that's part of the grid you're part of the big broadway show yeah. when you yes. go on broadway and you go and you pay that money oh mm-hmm. my god mm-hmm. you pay that money you want you want the big broadway experience and that yeah. delivers it and that's kind of i like that yeah. i like that change mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> do you play any instruments Oh, I play piano kind of badly. You know, I mean, I used to play better, but my husband, David Chase, mm-hmm. who can play like nobody. So he plays like, I mean, it's incredible. It's just, it's, I, wh- why should I even bother? Yeah. If I have that you know, in my house. Exactly. You know, it's just yeah. like, you know, I'll be trying to like pick out something and it's like, Oh, for Pete's sake, David, would you just play this? Just, 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 please. And he's probably like, please let me play. <laughs> you know, he's like, no, he's glad. I'll, you know, I'll get out and I'll play, I'll play some stuff. But no, I mean, I played violin and I played, which I don't play anymore. I would never pick that up. But there have been times like I've used piano a little bit, but no, I, I, I let him do that. And I, I do what I do, which yeah. I do quite well. And yeah. he does what <laughs> Um, let's go ahead of course line. Yeah, chorus line. Like you were in the original company near the end of it, correct? Right. That's crazy. Right. Like, Actually. what was it like working with in a that show in its original? Well, at that point, one of the longest running shows, and still one of the longest running shows yeah. in history. Well, it was. I remember being. I think I was thirteen. Yeah, like like twelve, thirteen years old, mm-hmm. and my friend, my bestie, Paula Evans had it. Had, mm-hmm. So in the final so she dropped oh, yeah. it. You have to hear this. And I remember the thir- first thing she played for me was uh, Dance 10 Looks 3. And of course, uh, yeah. we would just beside ourselves. I mean, that was, that was yeah. you know, at that time, yeah, were you kidding me? Program. That was like yeah. crazy. Yeah. And so we were just, you know, dying over that. So then we listened to it. We loved it. And, and then I think about that was my first Broadway show. So that show stayed open long enough for me to grow up, learn to dance, and be in it. And I actually had an audition for the Broadway company, and I, I had done it in a regional thing. I had mm-hmm. just gotten my equity card, mm-hmm. and I mean, none of us could really dance. And I played Sheila. And I mean, I'm playing mm-hmm. Sheila. I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and, and, you know, we... It has, you know, the whole opening, mm-hmm. and then you have turn, turn, out, and well, we did hop, hop, <laughs> yes. hop, hop, front, back, because nobody could do it. The Cassie could do a double pirouette, but none of the rest of us could. Yes. So we did hop, hop, out, in, and I auditioned for it, and, you know, and I, this first time that I went in, and I had had a, a tap teacher, Charles Goddard, tell me, you know, take your picture and resume. Now that you've done this, take it over to the Broadway company. I took it over there. And so they made call, and they did. They called me in. So uh-huh. I went in and I sang Can't Help Loving That Man in the original key. Yes. What? Yeah, yeah, but no. I sang that and they were like, well, that's, that's, do you have something that's, that's maybe lower and maybe a little? And I said, well, what if I sing it? Here, I have it with the chords written in. I'll sing it a third lower like Streisand. And they were like, great. So I did that. And then I read the scenes and they were like, great. And then I'm doing the combination. They let everybody else go and they pulled me down. They said, okay, Paula, and it was Troy Garza, who was the dance captain, just mm-hmm. go tondu to fourth and double pirouette and down. And you guys, I couldn't do it. I could do it in class, uh-huh. but I couldn't do it there. On the yeah. Well, the thing is, is I needed the mirror. And I needed my tap teacher to sing T for two, 
and turn, turn, yes. turn and down, and two, totally. tendu, to fourth, uh-huh. and turn, turn and turn, turn and down. down in the mirror. That's what I needed. I couldn't do it there, you know, in with the open. Oh my I just, in the theater, yeah. I couldn't yeah, yeah, do it. So it, this was for a vacation swing, and and they didn't hire me. And thank God they didn't, you know, because really I would have been fired. I I couldn't, but I knew that they liked me. Yeah. So fast forward, fast forward. Paula's dancing. Paula does mm-hmm. cabaret. Mm-hmm. on the road and she can really really dance and I come back in this next time and I wore a white leotard yes. Yes. and I'm in the heels and I came in I had a turn turn out <laughs> yes. and I sang keeping out of mischief now and I did it was to cover Judy and Sheila mm-hmm. and I did the scenes for it and I remember the Tom Tom was the the production stage manager and I remember and he was very dry and he walked in he was kind of like a turtle he kind of walked down and he had he lit eyes you know a turtle has heavy yeah, lit yeah, eyes yeah. and he walked down to the edge of the stage Paula you've changed <laughs> and I was like is that good yes you can go and so I went and then I got a phone call the next day and he says and he's like Paula so when can you start are you available and I'm like what are you be, I go, yes. you, uh, and they were offering the job. And I was, oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> so anyway, then that's, that's when I got in. It was really, that was a long thing. I told you a whole other thing from what you were getting to, but it was really, really thrilling to get in there. It's the fun thing about a chorus line when you dance and you're a musical theater animal, you get to use so much of yourself yeah. mm-hmm. and they added Christine on pretty quickly. So mm-hmm. I did that. And, um, the women in the dressing room, I'm still really good friends Mm -hmm. with several Mm -hmm. of them. And one in particular, we, we separated and reconnected because both of us had boys in the same middle school together. So it was really, really fun to do that. And a lot of these women had been in the show for a long time. They were very kind and they would say, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm, they would even come up to me. I'm going to be out on these two days. Yeah. I'm giving you a heads up. There was no like weird jealousy. Had been around a long time. Everything was a very smoothly oiled machine, uh-huh. and um, I absolutely loved being there. And then I did Judy Turner on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, I played Judy in other places. Then I played Sheila. And I met my husband then after, when I got off the road with it, I had been home like three days and I, I, I left, I did an industrial and I was, mm-hmm. I was home and I got this phone call that they, they were doing it out at paper mill uh-huh. and Bobby Longbottom was directing this. I had done it with Biork on the mm-hmm. road. And of course the Broadway company mm-hmm. was Troy Garza was in charge of that. And they asked if I could, I could come in and it was for a woman who covered a bunch of things, but also Maggie. Like I would never be Maggie, but they, so I met David because he was the assistant to the music director on that show. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to find people I had to send to this music director. He wanted to hear me sing at the ballet, at the ballet. Uh Right. And, and I couldn't find anybody to do it. He goes, oh, here, go to my assistant. And that's when I met David. And so I sang it for him. And he's like, oh, you know, I'll just tell him. You don't need to. I'm like, no, send it. But that's how we met. We were both seeing other people at the time. But he used to come and talk to me while I was doing my bar. And we stayed Mm -hmm. in touch. And, um, I remember him coming in and giving notes one night. I was in a room with two other ladies and he was so nice and so kind. And when he walked on, I said, oh, isn't he wonderful? I love David Chase. I'm going to marry David Chase. 
just flipped like that. And a year later, I did marry David Chase. <laughs> but I mean, there was absolutely nothing at the time. Oh my God, oh, crazy. that's amazing. Yeah. And now we've been married 25 years and we have two kids that are big that I run into around town now so <laughs> <laughs> they just run yeah. into well no i mean i'm being <laughs> my, my oldest my oldest son is um a junior in college and my okay. youngest one is a junior in high school oh, wow. at laguardia so i okay. i you do, do run you into do, yeah, yeah. wow yeah i i want to i want to to have you talk about what it's like to be in this business and and, have co- a family. and cultivate a family yeah. and, and live in New York and just like how do you raise kids I'm, in New York? I'm sure it must be difficult. I mean, coming like we're all Midwesterners. Yes, it feels really, really weird. But I'll tell you what, they own the city in a way that we never will. Sure, they're because it's just it's normal to them. Yeah, you know, it's just that. Um, it's great raising kids in the city. It's really, really hard. I don't know. I don't know how two theater actors do it mm-hmm. actually because because of the insurance thing. Um, sure. You know, we there was a time where I had family insurance through um, SAG and AFTRA. They were separate, you know, uh-huh. and then I had Actors Equity, which was just for me sure. individually. Mm-hmm. But I was at the time just David and I were married and I had a national commercial running and I mm-hmm. had you know, I was in a Broadway mm-hmm. show and so and I had and I had done a children's television show, so I had these things. Yeah. And and I had and I remember like seeing that I had all this insurance cover coverage and I didn't need it because I was young and uh, I yeah. you know, we had no but we cover through um my husband through the musicians union Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so you can do family coverage and if you don't have like one of you that right there is the one huge obstacle really i think Mm. you know it's just a bummer i I really i hate that but it's um you know it's hard to do but we did public schools all the way there's a great education to be found here in the city and unlike how where we grew up where you lived and you you know you just went to the school that was in your neighborhood uh-huh. and then you went to this and so on yeah. you start trying i mean you do these applications for your kids and start testing them when they're four years old wow for nursery school and then you get them into a kindergarten and you have to be really proactive about it. And there's a great education I'm sure, to yeah. be had. We're in the greatest yeah. city in the world. Yeah. Like, I mean, be... amazing education, but oh. they're for every... Oh, moving furniture. Oh. It's New York. But yeah, there's a great education to be had. And, um, but you, you know, your, your kids, you have to pursue it and, um, and be proactive about it and, other than that, I mean, there are great opportunities here, and I feel like it's kept me really, really balanced. Mm-hmm. And sure, um, before I had kids, I could really obsess over, especially things in the business. I could really obsess with my hair, just so I have to wear this bracelet. I have to be this. I have mm-hmm. to have this. And then after you have a kid, you're like glad you got the, you even like <laughs> and if you put you know a mouth on, I'm like I'm good to go, and, and and grateful, grateful in another way for every job and my entire social life, especially when they were really little like that. I would go to the theater, you know, and people would go and they would do bowling and softball and all of that, and I'm like, no. Yeah, I I had to go home, rush home, and relieve the babysitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ching, and we yeah. didn't have family nearby, so it's a lot of money to mm-hmm. pay. For you that. just want to be with your babies, like 
Yes, yeah. but also, I mean, the time I would be coming home, you know, I would be paying a babysitter full time for where most of the time they were asleep. Oh, yeah. You know, and when everybody else Ugh. is like, oh, but once they're in school, you just do part time. I'm like, no, not when you're in theater. Because we're working at the rest of the time yeah. when everybody else is yeah. not, so you're not on that same schedule. So that's those are those are the hard things. But right. all in all, that time of when they're in school and they're little goes really really quickly. And um, I feel very very fortunate that David and I have been able to do it, and that I've had a spouse that was able to to work and take care of me when I could not. Sure, yes. uh -huh, yeah. I could not. So yeah, that's that's the story on that. I should start talking to music directors. I'm sure that's what I do. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> Who knows if they could end up being my husband? You never know. Yeah. You I always know. think it's a good idea to look in the pit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, music directors are great. Yeah, David and I, it's been, it's been really, really great. And he was not really... I don't know what I had in mind of, of who I would marry or what that person uh -huh. would be like, but I didn't imagine David... And I don't know if he imagined me, but all of a sudden it was really, really clear. Mm -hmm. And I just knew I'd had all of these different relationships and, and serious, serious relationships. But ultimately I couldn't see all the way down the road. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, there was a point where I, David and I were both looking at each other and able to say, this is the last relationship I ever want to have. And this is it. And I hope, you know, I remember thinking, oh, God, I hope he feels the same way. Because yeah. if he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I want to I just ask about this because it's just fun. We might not even use it. I was reading about um, a, a musical you did about Princess Diana. Oh, my. <laughs> and I, yes. just wanted, I wanted to ask you about it because I think it's so interesting. Like, because... Well, I grew up like fascinated with her. Oh, I did too. Um, I I was okay. So here's the thing about me and Princess Di. Let's hear it. So so I'm in college at IU, and I I would have been how wasn't she like 20 or something when she got married? 19 or 20? I think so, so I would have been in my junior or senior year of college, and I remember being in my apartment, my roommate, and watching. Watching that, watching her get married mm -hmm. on TV and being like, wow, I can't even imagine doing that now. Yeah. And then and as time went on, um, we were we were the same height. Mm -hmm. She was two months older wow. than, uh -huh. um, than I was, am. You know, if you want to know what she would look like today, she probably looked a lot like me. <laughs> yeah. She would have, you know. Mm -hmm. and, and then there was a time... Where I literally got stopped on the street all the time. Really? Like, oh, you look so much like, like I know. And then I got calls to be her on the Ricky Lake show. And oh my God, how fun. <laughs> there was some other thing that I. Oh, yeah, I did a, a children's television show called Where in Time is Carmen San Diego. Yes. One of the little skits I did, Princess Die. My hair was the same. And I also just, I loved her and I felt some, I felt sorry for her and the whole yeah. situation she was in. Mm -hmm. And I knew that she liked to dance. And I remember thinking, I wish I could go over and just grab her and go, come on, girl. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go shopping. Let's go put on something yeah. fabulous and let's go dancing. Let's go out. Yeah. And cause I thought, 
I couldn't imagine being in the position that no. she was and um and I liked her so very much. So so this princess it was called Queen of Hearts and um I auditioned for this and I got it. It was um it was done off Broadway and I got a nice mention in Time magazine for mm-hmm. it. And there was some nice music in it. I remember doing a presentation of it at VMI mm-hmm. and uh Steven Schwartz was running the this class and I did this mm-hmm. Um, singing. He didn't write the music. It was a woman named Claudia. Um, but it was a little too, it was too literal. I mean, they mm-hmm. literally lifted pieces of dialogue oh, from wow. things. Yeah, okay. And so there were times and, and, and so there were things where I'd say, you know, I, you know, this, I don't think this is really serving us well, but, but that's mm-hmm. what she said. That's what she said. I know okay. that mm-hmm. theatrically, maybe it's sure. not. So yeah. anyway, there were things about it that were not going to really fly but it was a really really interesting time and yeah. I do remember hearing um I had just had my oldest son and I was visiting I was visiting my parents in Indiana and oh. I was in the car and heard it on the radio it took my breath away wow, yeah. so I remember that and then I had there was a black and white photograph of me that was one of my headshots mm-hmm. that was on my visa card. Mm-hmm. For a while, they were like, visa uh-huh. card, you would have uh-huh. your photograph on it. Now there's sure. a chip that you had. This, yeah. So this little black and white photograph, everybody, everybody, I go to Westside Market here, and everybody go, wow, you look like <laughs> Princess Diana. And I'm like, I, I know. know. <laughs> <laughs> I to explain this That's thing. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she was, she was lovely. I wanted to ask about... Um, because in your career, um, you've you've gotten to work alongside some some great, amazing people, great women in theater, with, yeah. whether it be the leading ladies you're yeah, um, covering or working or with, the, or the directors, the directors, choreographers, right. be it you know, be it as and there be are more on, ladies coming up too. I know. Well, I wanted to ask you about that. Um, also, because I'm a big 30 Rock fan, and Aww, so the, those, the Queen of Jordan episodes are, like, some of my favorite oh, episodes thank you ever. so much. That was so much fun. And, um, and so I wanted to ask you about what you see for women in the future of theater. I mean, there's so many prominent women in, in our... In our community, you know, you look at Kathleen Marshall and Susan Stroman, some of the right. most, most respected, um, people in their field, um... How do we level the playing field? What do you think the the future is there and what's changing and what still needs to change? I don't know how much I can address that, except that say that lately I have just been really, really thrilled to see people that I have danced with on the big Broadway moving on and finding their choreographic and or directing voice. Mm-hmm. Um and people like a Peggy Hickey, yes, you know, yeah. Yeah. who's also a mother like me with with two children, uh-huh. very close in yeah. age, you know, who did that whole thing and worked all regionally, and then got her break with Gentleman's Guide. Yes. So Peggy is making her way, and then um, Anastasia, mm-hmm. and you know, she's doing her thing. And there are people like Lauren Lataro, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I've also worked with Diane Paulus, and so then mm-hmm. you look at Waitress, where it was all 
women, yeah. yes, you know, yeah. on that, which is astonishing. Also music directors too. Yeah. yeah. I just worked with a, a young, bright woman named Madeline Smith. Mm-hmm. And though that is something that there used to be just all male. And I feel like that's changing and composers are changing. So I feel really hopeful about it actually. And other people that I would want to mention that are coming. So Lauren Lataro, Shannon Lewis, Shannon Lewis mm-hmm. is making her way. She hasn't hit a big Broadway thing, but she mm-hmm. is doing some stuff on television and um, movie projects. And so women are finding their way. And when I hear about these women that I danced with in various shows and stuff, I just want to go, 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 yes. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. You know, it's really thrilling. So, yeah. I think one of the biggest honors that I like aspire to and like want is um, the gypsy robe because it's just like you've been in this yeah. industry for like all these shows and it's such a big honor. Like tell us about uh, receiving the gypsy robe. And um, So so what we'd like to do, we have a little section that we call vocabulous where, you know, some of our <laughs> listeners who maybe not are, are not, you know, deeply immersed in the Broadway community, some of our, uh-huh. you know, listeners out in the Midwest that might not know what the gypsy robe is, we would love to have you explain to them what What the the gypsy gypsy robe is is for this week's vocabulary. Wait, what did they say? Please explain. It's vocabulous, baby. Well, the gypsy robe thing is this very, very cool thing that was started, if I remember correctly, I mean, it's been a lot to a lot of these ceremonies. It was started during the run. Um, the, of Call Me Madam. Uh-huh. And so there was an opening of another show. I think it was Gentlemen Prefer Blondes, wasn't it? Was it Gentlemen Prefer Blondes? And giving so. to Call Me Madam or something? I can't remember. Anyway, yeah. it was so, but the whole premise of it is so one person brought a dressing gown to and, and made a gift of this to the person opening in this show. The Gypsy Row goes to the performer on a pink contract, which is an ensemble contract with the most ensemble contracts. It also could be, it can be deferred, like it can be decided that it's going to be, they're going to give it to a person with their first Broadway show or maybe the youngest person. There could be things like that. It also can be deferred. You know, when you have someone like Marianne Lamb who's done, you know, 98,050 yeah. <laughs> shows. No, not really, but I mean, I think 15, yeah. 16. She, when I was in curtains with her, she deferred the, the gypsy robe to the next person down because she had gotten it like sure. three times. And which was a very generous yeah. and loving mm-hmm. thing to do. So, um, traditionally, that's what it is. And so, whenever you're getting ready to open a show, mm-hmm. and everybody's like, who's going to get the gypsy robe? Ooh, who's going to get like the gypsy robe? The and then, and you, everybody starts like counting their shows, you know, and they're like, oh, but, you know, were, were you a principal on that one? You know, I'm like, oh, right, you know, like, well, I, so, you know, then, yeah. but everybody like counts them. And then you'll, you'll see people when you get the program right before the previews, and uh-huh. the previews no. are going, and they're like, uh-huh, yeah. And then you try to figure it out. Mm-hmm. But then they come and, and the representatives from Actors Equity come and they bring the robe. And so anyway, this person put a decoration from their show. They give it to the next person and they receive it and they put on the robe and they and the whole company is gathered on stage mm-hmm. and everybody gets there. The person has to circle the group and everybody touches the touches robe the and they robe. go three mm-hmm. times around and you touch them three times around. 
and it is to bring luck to the opening of the show and then they have to go up and they have to make an appearance in every single dressing room mm -hmm. and then the show is blessed. <laughs> so then, then you that person takes that they and they do all kinds of incredible artwork. Yeah. So you do something that's based on the show. So when I got I got it for Bye Bye Birdie, mm -hmm. and right before it was Hair's opening, so it had this huge afro that was bigger <laughs> than my shoulders. That was like a hat thing to put on, and I think so. We added. Um, a guitar on it yeah, or yeah, right. Bye Bye Birdie yeah, and, and yeah. then once they get filled with all of these things which they eventually do then they go and they are um, archived and they're mm -hmm. in a kind of museum where yeah. you can mm -hmm. go and look at them I think they're on display at Lincoln Center ever cool. so often yeah, and mm -hmm. you can go and visit them but it's a really really um, lovely tradition mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. know that's um, that's done and yeah that's that's the story on it it's very very cool it's very cool, and it's an honor to get it. You know, it, it's, it's such an emotional thing because already when you're when you're opening a show, you're always just dead tired. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're just like yes. you're so tired you can't even see straight, and you're opening it, and you've been rehearsing, and there's so much pressure, and you've you've already done pretty much like the critics and everybody. They've come already. Mm -hmm. They don't come opening night. You yeah, know, right. They, they, you know, it's written like Anymore. they are, yes. but they don't. I mean, I think they did once upon a time, but they don't. Yeah. They come and sometimes it even goes on a little bit afterwards. But by the time you get to that opening night and your family is coming in and you've made all these arrangements and you've had no sleep and you're just, you know, <laughs> mm -hmm. you're, you're just on the edge. Uh, yep. <laughs> very, very emotional. And it's all part of the, it's all part of the thing. Yeah. And it's, um, it's, it's a treasure. It's a treasure for sure. Well, that is so amazing to hear. Yeah. Uh, we want to close the show with something a little fun. Okay. You've talked, you've mentioned about a few of your, um, a few of your little gigs. Yeah. Which I think is interesting to talk about. Because, like, you know, you, you, you appeared on David Letterman quite a few times. Mm -hmm. You had a children's TV show. Mm -hmm. You've done a lot of different things. So, tell the people about some of your favorite, like, Obscure. I can't believe I'm doing yeah. this is my job and I moments that you have like... doing um, certain little gigs. Well, it all comes <laughs> out of I'm kind of a master of you know, what is it? Um master of no what is what is the saying? Uh, ma uh, uh, a jack of all trades master. Jack of all <laughs> trades, master, master of none. I mean, I think it kind of comes out of that and just trying to like scramble and, and do uh -huh. whatever, you know, you <laughs> can make of things. Yeah. Um, so some of my favorite things, I mean, some of them are, are, are theater. Um, I mean, just recently I got to do Shakespeare, which I haven't done since college and I only did in class. And this was comedy of errors mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. it was at uh hartford stage and darko trashnik was mm -hmm, uh, okay. directing it and he set comedy of errors in santorini in the 1960s and i asked my agents to submit me for this because i had heard that they were looking for someone to sing never on a sunday and to sing it in greek uh -huh. if possible or with a heavy mm -hmm. greek accent well, it just so happens that ship that I worked on I, uh -huh. was a Greek ship, and I had a Greek boyfriend. Oh, my God. Oh. Constantinos Romances, and Paula learned to speak Amazing. Greek. Yes. Conversational Greek. Yes. And I learned they all the officers would give me their... 
their music. They would give me <laughs> tapes of music to hear, and if they couldn't go off on the ship, they would say, "Paula, you will take my wife. You know, you will you will take my nephew out in Venice, please." Oh, my God. And I would. And I would speak every word of Greek that I knew, and uh-huh. we would, you know, we would go That's through. That's amazing. And so yeah. it was something that I never got to use. I had it, you know, on things. I remember getting a yeah. call one time. They were like, oh, yeah, we need for a, a, a soap opera. And I'm like, I am not going to look like what you want me to look <laughs> yeah, like yeah. for this. Yeah. And so I knew that wasn't going to work out. So here was this opportunity. So I got to go in and sing and sing that and, and plus in other languages as well that I learned at IU because I was a voice yes. actor yes. singing mm-hmm. French mm-hmm. and German and, mm-hmm. um, and I opened the show and I, I loved it. I was working with a bunch of people that I had never worked with before yeah. mm-hmm. and um, it was, so that was a treasure. I would say doing Where in Time is Carmen San Diego was I've really cool. I've watched some episodes. They're so, <laughs> they're so funny. I love them. Like, I also would watch that as a kid. Oh, I'm sure yeah, uh-huh. you would be of the age, uh-huh, yeah. you know? So that was, that was a children's television show. Mm-hmm. And, um, now because of YouTube, mm-hmm. I always... I've gotten a lot of those. I've I've had them sent to me, uh-huh. and I've found them, and it's just been a real delight because I thought they were gone because there were all of these like little skits that they would do, yeah. and we I play these different characters, and I mean there was a thing where I did this very Frenchy thing with a crazy wig, and I wore Helen uh, Mirren's dress from the madness of king george oh my God. <laughs> she's a much shorter woman though <laughs> and the corset like was snipping in here <laughs> at like below my rib cage instead of at my actual waist uh-huh. and i passed it out oh, no. <laughs> i'm like okay we can't yeah we're gonna have to loosen that up a little bit so you know the, but there were really fun things on that i met david yazbek doing mm-hmm. that um because he was with uh, Rockapella at the time, and he wrote the theme song. Okay. Um, I was pregnant with Kyler during that. And anyway, I got to do a lot of fun yeah. and cool things on that. And so that's that was a very cool thing. And the Letterman stuff was just, you know, it was at the Ed Sullivan Theater, and I lived mm-hmm. on 55th and 8th Avenue at the time. And sometimes they would call me. They're like, are you available? Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> they, there was something where they needed, they needed models, uh-huh. not necessarily people who were singer dancers or something, but right. they needed models. Uh-huh. And so they had these models and someone didn't show or they didn't get them to book. And so they call me and, and here I am. I'm in my mid thirties by this time. And all these girls are like 12 <laughs> and they call me, can you come over here? And I was rehearsing an industrial. And I mean, there was no time. I was sweaty. Yeah. I was mm-hmm. horrible. I'm like, okay, I'll come over. I didn't even know what it was, but it's like, they call you. Show yeah, up. Yeah. So I go over there and I'm sitting there and they're trying to fix my sweaty hair. And, um, and they're like, okay, so the girls, these other models, it was for this thing with Martin Short. Uh-huh. And and it was this whole thing where they were playing Oh Canada and then they were having these girls wear these sequin dresses that were red, white, and blue. Uh-huh. And these girls had already taken all the sizes that would fit me. And there was one thing that, I mean, it was just, it was, I was poured into it, poured <laughs> into it. It was so small. And I was, I'm like, really, I can't, and they're such and such as, I'm like, I think she's, I think she's a little smaller than I am, and she could be. And they were like, no. 
They weren't going to trade with me. And there was no time to rehearse it. They were having me go out first and I had to walk out, do this thing and salute. And they were saying, okay, I'm nervous because she wasn't here and we didn't do the rehearsal. And I remember saying to the guy, just, and we're on right before air. I go, just tell me exactly what I'm doing. He goes, okay, you're going to walk to that spot. You go to this. You're going to do this on the music. I'm like, Okay. It's fine. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I did it. I walked out. I mm-hmm. did my thing. And then when I watched it, and then we did, you know, a whole other little like parade mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. When I watched it back later that night, I was like, okay, yes, I was in the tiniest dress ever. <laughs> that I could barely, you know, you know, I could breathe <laughs> in on. But because I was a dancer, because yeah. I knew how to walk. I was able to do that. The other girls were mostly kind of like catalog girls. So they kind sure, of yeah. walked out and I was feeling before it, I was feeling so, why am I doing this? I yeah, feel like yeah, a really. character lady. I'm like older. Uh, I'm sweaty. From this, you know, I didn't even like, yeah, you know when you feel like when you're just yes, like, yeah, ew, yes. and you didn't even get to have a bathing experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but when I watched it back, I was like, oh, because I walked out and I'm yeah. like, you know, you mock it up. Yeah, I am yeah. confident. And yes. I am hot. I did my thing. And I walked back and I'm standing there and my posture's great and all of that. <laughs> and I was like, well, okay. So they've, I've done everything. I've cooked mussels with um, Jacques Pepin on on that. I, I mean, just I've sung mean little songs about um, about Clinton, uh-huh. not Hillary. Sure, but, but um, yeah, just all you know. All I, you never know what you're going to do when you come yeah. out there, yeah. and and it's always really, really cold. Like you could see your breath cold. Wow. It was freezing. Mm. Yeah. So, but that, that was great. I think I must've been on there like a dozen times. It was great to be on that list. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So those are the fun little side gigs. Yeah. I mean, I did, I did a bridal wedding thing one time and I think they hired me because I just, at the end I wore a green, an emerald green I wore all the various other wedding dresses, Mm -hmm. but at the end they put me in this green, emerald green wedding dress that was, you would never wear it for a wedding, obviously. I mean, for one thing, it was green. Not that you couldn't wear it, (laughs) emerald green. But it had huge puffs, like, coming out from, you know, the sides. It was extremely theatrical and very dramatic. Yes, very (laughs) avant-garde. And it had a really long cigarette holder, like Breakfast at Tiffany's. And so I'm walking out and I'm I'm doing that. Um, And I think that's why they had me... I think that's what they had me for it. Can sell, it this. For that. sell it. You know. Sell the, the theatrics. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, a little of this and a little of that, and you cobble together yeah. a career. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that, we're going to close our episode Let's out. Wrap it up. Um, Paula, if the people want to follow you anywhere on social media, where can they find you? Website you they can, can find, find you me, Yeah, paulaleggettchase.com. Um, and I'm on, I'm on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all of that. And can I say one other thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do, I do these sing-along things that happen. And if anybody likes to sing Christmas music at a lovely church up on 114th and Broadway, I do this sing-along thing and it's a big community thing. It's not a religious Mm -hmm. event, but it's just to come in and people sing Christmas music and I host this and I bring in a few Broadway people. My husband, David Chase, is on the keyboard. Stephen Malone is on the big pipe organ. Amazing. And you haven't lived until you've done like, all of these <laughs> yeah. things um, with that. And we do all kinds of stuff. And you even get to finish with the Hallelujah Chorus. But Amazing. you'll get to sing 
doing things from How the Grinch Stole Christmas. I mean, it's yeah. all kinds of stuff, and it's like an hour long, and it's a lot of fun. And that happens this year, December 3rd at 5.30 p.m. And I do it every year. That's amazing. Yeah. And where, where can people find information on that if they're interested? On Broadway, Pre- Broadway Presbyterian Church Christmas Sing-Along. Amazing. If cool. you like Google that, you would mm-hmm. find it. So if you love Christmas music. Yeah. If you like Broadway. You and found, you like Christmas you found music. your event. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. It's fun. That's it's amazing. Fun. As always, you can find the podcast at Equity One Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And you can find it at Twitter at Equity One underscore. And please feel free to email us with your audition horror story or anything you want to talk to us about. We've gotten a few emails and we love it. It makes our day. Mm-hmm. So you can email us at Equity One Podcast at gmail.com. Kayla, where can the people find you? You can find me at um, on Instagram at Caleb Dickey. That's D-I-C-K-E. And you can find me on everything at Elliot Maddox. That's E-L-L-I-O-T-T-M-A-T-T-O-X. And um, until next time, Caleb, bye. Cheers. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.